Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, and thank you for listening to Geek Parenting Podcast. This is James, a.k.a. Nerdy at Home Dad, and you are hearing me now because we have something special for you. We were lucky enough to get Shannon from Geek Show Podcast as our first guest, and we had such an amazing conversation that we decided to make it a two-parter. So, now that that's out of the way, let's get started with part one. That is totally irresponsible parenting. Not according to the internet. Where on the internet? Dex, it's time for your bath. But I miss my show. Don't argue with me, young man. Just do it. This is our dad. I'm the professor. Yeah, he made us in his laboratory by accident. Don't worry, professor. I was an accident, too. You're my children, and I love you, but you're all terrible. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Geek Parenting Podcast. I'm James, a.k.a. Nerdy at Home Dad. We have our two other hosts here, and we have a special host with us, that, and I'll let everybody else introduce themselves. So it's Dr. Sarah here. Uh, you can find me at Dr. Peace on Instagram and Facebook, and the real Sarah on Twitter. And the Tui, the Jedi Barista on State Street. You can find me at Watchtower Cafe, 1588 South State Street in Salt Lake City. And come check out the new sign. We have yes. a new sign. It looks amazing. Now we're real. Now we're a real place. Now nobody's gonna be like, oh, why is this Watchtower? I thought it was Coffee Connection. Yeah. No, we get enough. We get them all the time anyway. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Just they give us our money. Their money, it's okay. And then our special guest, uh, Shannon. Uh, Shannon Barnson. I'll, I can say Don't put it in the description so people will oh. give. Uh, you don't want to be searchable. Yeah. I, I'm already way searchable. <laughs> uh, from the Geek Show podcast, you can find me laying on my basement couch, recovering from yoga. With the most adorable pit bull ever. Aww. She is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gosh darn adorable. She is. See, I did it. <laughs> you did. Gosh darn. <laughs> and as always, we have Johnny Slappy McNuts on the boards. He doesn't I don't have, a... have a microphone. What? Who said that? <laughs> okay, so. Our episode that we're going to talk about this week, uh, we're going to do. Uh, we have Shannon here to ta- talk with us about education. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you you have a little background with yeah. education. Seven years. Wait, no, eight. eight. Wow. Eight. Yeah. And Believe it or not. Do you use like a lot? Uh, sorry, am I no, 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 no. You, do you use you a lot of like 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 uh, like geekiness in your classroom and like. What do you teaching? Think? What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't, no, I I don't do. see how you um, could do it any other way. Uh, well, it's easier now because, I mean, like, pop, uh, the pop culture is like superheroes and, Everywhere. and stuff now, right? Yeah. So I actually can connect with kids that way. Like, I use it a lot for, like, if I'm teaching about, like, or, um, elements of a story, right? Mm. Like what um, motivation is and stuff like that, you know? Why does Spider-Man fight crime? Well, because... He let his uh, uncle die, and right—that's you know his yeah. motivation. So I use a lot 
all the kids want to talk to me about the movies and stuff. <laughs> so. Um, so something, so I have younger kid, five, um, and something he's learning how to read right now. Uh, and one of the things that I like to do is use comic books as mm-hmm. a starting point to get him to read. As you should. Because uh, <laughs> yes. I feel like uh, with comic books, you know, you have the format, the panel format, which mm-hmm. keeps kids interested and keeps them wanting to go on. Well, would you like to know what's really going on there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's, let, let's, let's get into that a little bit more. No, so I'm a huge proponent of using comic books to get kids to read. Um, I learned to read really early. Like, I think I started, I was reading at uh, like six years old because mm-hmm. my grandma would just buy me a grip of comic books right back when she could buy you ten comic books and they cost as much as one now yeah. mm-hmm. right. you know like back in my day <laughs> yeah. 35 <laughs> cents or something like that I remember like those that. days yeah I just bought the new Civil War and five bucks for yeah. one inch that's why I can't do it anymore because I am a teacher and I can't afford comic books anymore <laughs> uh, no but um, I, I learned to read really early and one, the one thing is they're interested in it right <laughs> and the other thing is Reading is so complicated, especially teaching somebody to learn how to read, because there's several things going on. First, there's decoding, right? Mm-hmm. Which is simply like looking at these. So you have this stuff written down right here, these uh, words, right? Well, I have to know what each. First, I have to decode and know the sounds that each one of those letters make. And then I got to decode like how they all work together as a word. That's one thing. Then you got to know what it means, what the context of it is. You know what I mean? So that's a lot, especially for a little kid, right? No. Right. And that's why kids hate to read. Mm-hmm. It's well, see, and my mom, hard. my mom taught me. I did it again. Safe for work. See, my mom taught me to read at a very early age because I was driving her crazy. And so she actually took me up to a child development specialist and said, what can I do? And, and they said, you need to teach her how to read. So my mom taught me to read when I was three. And now I'm trying to teach my four-year-old, and I'm just like, how the hell am I going to do this? Com- yeah, yeah. So and we are. We're using comics. About comics. Find one that they're interested in. And the, the thing that's cool is they get the context from the pictures. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, like you they can understand can, the story. Yeah. They can suss out what's going on in the story. Right? And, and, and kids, you know how they are. They, they will read the same thing if they like it over mm-hmm. and over Eight and over. Eight billion and times over the same bedtime story. Yeah. And they probably watch the same TV show, right? Mm-hmm. Over yep. and over. And, and, it, and it's a developmental thing where. They like it because they know what to expect. Right. You know, it's like, it's a really weird thing for me to watch. Mm. You know, but mm-hmm. Well, yeah, some, something that I've noticed too, like, especially with if you go to the kids' comic book section, a lot of them are, uh, a lot of the comics are pulling from some of the cartoons that are out there. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you go get an Ultimate Spider Man comic, it's an episode of the show, uh, but there's like some other things that weren't in the show, some things that got cut from the show. So, it's like an extended yeah. version of the show. Yeah. And,. My son loves seeing all that stuff. He's like, oh, I remember this from the episode. Oh, I don't remember this. I'm going to read this and find out what this is. So my, uh, two of my kids were like severely below their, their reading level. I think they were uh, the, the unicorn shadow. She was, uh, she was reading at two grades lower than what she was supposed to be in, in like fifth grade. And it was, a, it was horrendous. 
So I brought well, it to the comic book shop with me. By the way, plug for Dr. Volts. They have like the best comic uh, kids section. They do. They do. For, for comics. Lily went crazy on free comic book days. She and got she, her free comic books and she, then she picked like yeah. eight other And I was like, the whole di- like pick whatever one you yeah. want. I'll buy like whatever one you want. And of all things, she picked Darkwing Duck. <laughs> She'd never seen the cartoon, didn't know it. She just liked the cover. And then that was that. That was the end of, end of it. And she just devoured them. And we kept going back, getting more and more and more. Now she reads like, she, she just devours books. She can't put them down. Is she getting the new ones? Uh, no. The new dark. I can't afford them. <laughs> the new dark ones. <laughs> <Right? laughs> I can't afford new comics. Isn't that oh, sad man. though? I mean, uh, it's it's yeah. kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I c- especially with something that's so helpful for, uh, like, it's not just kids that it's helpful for. I mean, like, it, I I feel like comic books has uh, the same effect as like antidepressants, and so you know, you you get endorphins released when you're reading these. Stories and they're even making you me, happy. like as an adult. If I'm depressed, yeah. if I'm feeling down, I go to a comic book shop and I just look at the wall of comics and I feel yeah. Bad. I mean, the artwork's amazing. The, oh, I get a drunk lot of the stories. Yeah. <laughs> go to a comic shop, then get drunk, and then cry for a different yeah. reason. No, I just think it's a shame like kids can't walk in. Like, what did like when I when I was growing up, I walked into the Seven Eleven and there was a spinner rack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're like twenty five yeah, cents. I remember cents. that. And I, you know, or even when they got it to sixty cents or a dollar twenty five. You know, still like, manageable. Yeah, like. you could just you know, and oh, cool, then you know, the new issue of that's out. Kids can't do that anymore. What kid? No. Yeah, no, you have. There's to have no comics in the Seven Eleven. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. there's no comics. You know. Except the comic book shop, and what kids walk around with thirty dollars in their yeah, right. to go drop on comics? So that being mean? said, uh, just a quick plug for what we do at Watchtower: you can you can bring people have been since we've opened, people have been donating their single issues to us that are just sitting on the shelves collecting dust, and that nobody's maybe they bought the trades now, and and they just bring us their single issues and drop them off. And what I do is whenever kids come in, I just give them comics. I just give oh, it to them for free it. and just yeah. just try to get them into the hands of, of kids that will yeah. read them, appreciate them. Well, and like something that, um, that I, it's, it's true because with publishers, it's kind of like, you know, you make your money from the adults. It's mm-hmm. like with kids mm-hmm. comics, you don't need to be putting, you know, the same price tag on kids comics yeah. as you're putting right. on yeah. the adult comics, especially when the kids comics are, have more ads in them. Have they do have more ads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so because it's like they want kids to buy things. What is yeah. that new Na- thing? The, 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 they're like cupcakes and stuff. The, the Shopkins? Yeah. Oh, oh, Shopkins. I hate those things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have like 800 of them in my house scattered around in various places. Do they have a comic book yet? Yes, they do. Yeah. I'm sure oh, they, they do, do? Right? Yeah. They do, oh, and they have cartoons. They have cartoons, cartoons too? And comic, comic books, book. yep. What does? Mm. Plants vs. Oh, zombies. Does it really? Yes. We've read. We have one book that we've read thirty times because it's every night. I need to read this before bed. It's like I mean, as long as it gets some reading, right? All right. Some of the first chapter books I used to read were like Stephen King books. When I was way too young to be reading that Mm -hmm. stuff, but my mom was like, "At least he's reading. Yep. You can read whatever you want as long as you're reading." Man, I just stuck to the goosebumps. I read Outs- everything. The Outsiders, man. Outsiders. That's the first book. That's the first book I remember ever really affecting me in any way. I remember with Johnny, you know. Yeah. Like, Johnny dies, right? Boy. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, oh, God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So what are some other geeky techniques that you use when you're, when you're teaching the kids? Oh, jeez. Well... <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to say. So first of all, my room, my whole room's just got superhero stuff all over. Of course it does. Um, uh, May the fourth. Right yeah. You the guys 4th. celebrate that in your class? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, like this year, I found a bunch of um, online Star Wars uh, like math stuff. Oh, you know, cool. so we did like 
Star Wars related math nice. and writing all day. Um, I had him do a writing project of um, how I could become a Jedi. Nice. <laughs> like, nice. like in my way, you know, like a Jedi is like the pinnacle of human development or whatever. So it's like, how, what can you do to get yourself there? Like three things. Yeah. Um, God, I need to do that exercise. <laughs> is there anything that you like, like uh, may, either whether maybe they're pet peeves or just annoyances that that you see kids like maybe bad mm-hmm. bad things that they're bringing from home, or bad habits or anything that you can, <laughs> you, can you can give parents like advice to. This is the oh. Shannon therapy episode. Shannon therapy. This will be this will take up the rest of the episode. <laughs> well. Okay. I'm not to like, <laughs> or at you know, least not what to can like parents do better. Shame First parents of all, I'm going to say I know parenting is hard. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is something that parents need to read. I'm just going to put this out there. Um, I see your kid way less than you do. Mm-hmm. I have your kid, what, six hours, six and a half hours a day. Um, and I'm not a miracle worker. No teacher is. I mean, mm-hmm. so, you know, I'm a pretty good teacher. I know some amazing teachers, but here's the thing. If there's no support at home or very little support at home, then your kid's not going to learn as much as they should. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay? So uh, one thing is I'm going to tell you all right now. It, this is unpopular like in modern education like stuff. Mm-hmm. But make sure your kids know their damn times tables. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, it's... Um, and and there's no other way to do it than the dreaded drill and kill. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Flashcards. Flashcards. Yeah. And I'm sorry. That's what you gotta do. Because once a kid gets to, like, fourth... fourth grade, if they don't know their times tables, they're, they're screwed. screwed. That's me. Mm. That was me. I... I was horrible in math. So one thing, and and it's frustrating and and stuff. The other thing is um, with reading, not a lot of people know this. If a kid isn't, so you said like your kid was like two grade levels behind in fifth grade. And if that's not caught up by the end of fifth grade, a kid's more more likely to drop out of school. Mm. Mm. It's, it's, It's a, it's a fact. Well, because so, it gets really hard for them. Well, they get sure. frustrated, and then yeah. like, uh, school's not something that they like to do anymore. Well, who, else, who in the, sitting at this table would want to go someplace and work very, very hard every single day and fail right. every single day? Yeah. It's not you fun. I, that's, how I, that's how I was. I told these guys I barely graduated from high school because right. of the math. Yeah. And, you know, it took until the end of my college to find out I had a math learning disorder. Right. But it what was not have, fun. Have dysplasia or? No, I have the dyscalculia. So I so the numbers I've move around. Numbers move Is that like flip. dyslexia, but for it, numbers? It kind of, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, but now you're a doctor. But now I'm a doctor. A doctor. I mean, so it's it's a matter of you got to apply yourself. And I got through the damn statistics classes, and I did it, but it wasn't easy, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I just oh, gave God, the math. middle finger to math and left school. Oh yeah. It's funny. I, I my favorite thing to teach is math, and it's probably the, like my best test scores I get is math. Hated math. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I, I still do. I almost got a divorce earlier than I did, <laughs> just because she had to help me with math. You know what I mean? I'm like doing, uh, I'm doing, well, with God, like college algebra, you know? Uh-huh. I'm like, why the f- am I doing this? <laughs> I don't have to teach kids this shit. <laughs> you know? I hate it and I hate you. Yeah, so, um, God, what's the other? <laughs> it's the truth. I hated it, but I love teaching it now. Oh, and speaking of which, Quit complaining about Common Core, okay? 
I'm going to, this is, this drives me nuts. Common Core, all Common Core is, is it's a set of standards. Mm. What we want kids to be able to do by the end of each school year, mm -hmm. okay? It doesn't tell us how to teach, mm -hmm. right? Of course, it gives us a guideline what to teach, but we've always had that. Mm -hmm. right. That's always been a thing, okay? Yeah. But the, here's the thing about Common Core. Now, it, and it's, it's harder. It is harder, and it needs to be harder, right? Um, because our kids cannot compete globally right. with the way that they've been taught. Mm -hmm. I feel like when I was in high school that we weren't able to compete globally. Well, yeah. kids can't write. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I, like I said, I've been doing this for about eight years. And when I came in, it was no child left behind. And all that was measured was reading, math, and science in the upper grades. Okay? Uh, so what was taught? Reading, math, and science. Writing was not taught. And wow. I saw for that teaching decade. gender studies for, for the last you know year. I've seen that. Seen with with terrible with writing, right? Horrible because writing. Because there's a decade of, of people that were not given like writing instruction. Mm -hmm. I think that at all. affects like the way that uh, teenagers now communicate. They don't they don't know how to interact, right? Mm -hmm. or, or like speak or use words right. to to get a point across. Well, yeah. and actually, the other thing is about writing too is it deepens your learning. Yeah. Like we, I mean, it sounds crazy, but we have kids write about math now. Explain to me what you did or how did you find your answer? Well, that you know makes I mean? sense. It, yeah. it gives them okay. a context. Yeah, and that's it. part of the thing with Common Core. People complain about it, though. And especially with math, they'll look and they'll go, why are you teaching it this way? Have you seen that? Mm -hmm. yeah. Where people like complain online yeah. Yeah. about, well, why don't they just do it the way I learned how to do it? Well, I'll tell you why. Not everybody learns the same way. Mm -hmm. Right. Everybody learns differently. And I'll tell you what, like, so t going back to elementary school for me, I remember hitting long division. Ugh. And hate, who, who hates long division? Ugh. Me. Everybody. We're all right? raising and our hands practice. at the table. Yeah. yeah. So, of course, everybody does because it's hard. It's super hard. Mm -hmm. Right? And, and the big reason is, is, like, when you do long division, if you're doing, like, uh, 32 divided, uh, I mean, sorry, like 522 divided by 31, right? You have to do that. You're basically like guessing and estimating, but you have to get the right number to put there in that first slot. And if you get the wrong number anywhere, it messes it up and you get mm -hmm. the wrong, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So it's hard. Yeah. Especially if you don't know your time Times tables. tables. <laughs> um, and so... I struggled, I hated it. And I'll never forget being in um, teacher school. And I had to take a math class. Like, here's what most teachers do. They go, oh, I can do this. I know how to do division. <laughs> I could teach, you know, elementary school math. And then you go, oh, wait, it's really hard to tell somebody that's never heard of this yeah. Yeah. before yeah. what you do. So, but I was taking my, one of my math classes and they showed me something called the partial quotient method, which just blew my mind. It made so much sense to me. I'm like, I freaked out in the class. I was like, why didn't anybody ever show me this? Uh. So, like, I, I don't know how it was when you guys were growing up, because I'm a little older mm. than you guys, right? But, like, there was one way to do math. Mm -hmm. And you either did it that way or you're stupid. Yep. Yeah. You right? have to show your work. It yeah. had to be done the right yeah. way. Yeah. So, now with Common Core, not Common Core, sorry, the new math, I guess, is what most people complain about, is... When we do math in our heads, we don't sit there and go, all right, uh, 351 divided by 31. Okay. Or like even any kind of vision. Let's say, you know, 
five into 12. Five goes into 10 two times, bring down, you know what I mean? You, we don't do that, yeah. right? What do we do? We pull numbers apart in our head. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, that's what you do. You know, go, okay, I know that five goes into 10 two times and there's going to be mm -hmm. two left over. Yeah. Right? That's a really simplistic version of it. But even with big numbers, if you're like estimating something, right? You're pulling the numbers. Oh, I'm going to pull this into hundreds and I know there's about this many. Oh, how, my brain is I mean? hurting right now. Just <laughs> thinking about well, it's what you do naturally. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. It's what your brain does naturally as you get older. Right. What we're trying to do is get help kids access it earlier. So a, a lot of it that you see the, the, the math, while it looks so weird, is it's the written form of what you do in your head anyway. Mm. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. So shut up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you I get just, a lot of parents that like complain well, no, to I you? Just, or? Um, yeah, during yeah. parent-teacher conference. Well, I just don't get why you have to do it this way. Just, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm just, to all of you out there, every teacher in the world wants the kids to be able to do the standard algorithm. Mm -hmm. That's one we all grew up on, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's, the sh it's always the fastest way, mm -hmm. right? But some kids, they need another door to get in there. Right. You know, I have kids every year that I could just like, I couldn't teach, I wouldn't have to teach them a thing and they'd still ace the terrible year end test yeah. that you can totally opt your child out of. And should. <laughs> and should. Yeah. You've just listened to part one of the fantastic conversation that we were able to have with Shannon from the Geek Show podcast. We hope you're enjoying it so far and that you'll join us next week for its conclusion. Make sure you follow Geek Parenting Podcast across the social medias. On Twitter, we are at Geek Parent Pod. On Instagram, we are just Geek Parenting. And you can find us on Facebook just by searching Geek Parenting Podcast. Email us with any topics and guests that you want to hear at contact.geekparentingpodcast.com. Uh, you can find me personally on these social medias by searching nerdy at home dad across the board uh, you can keep up with Tui by following Watchtower Cafe on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook or you could stop by and say hi uh, get yourself a drink while you're there you're going to love it you can also keep up with Dr. Sarah by following her on Instagram she's at Doctor of Peace and on Twitter at The Real Sarah Make sure you follow her journey to Run the Rebel Challenge on her blog, runbreakable.com. That's unbreakable with an R. Uh, and make sure you donate because she has some really amazing prizes that you can win. Here's some money. Go see a Star Wars. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.